0: Here's today's quote.
1: To all you kids down there, I was once a child with a dream looking up to the stars. Now I'm an adult in a spaceship with lots of other wonderful adults looking down to our beautiful, beautiful earth. To the next generation of dreamers, if we can do this, just imagine what you can do. Yay.
0: Come on out, Hey! And for those of you that don't recognize that voice, that is British billionaire Richard Branson. Richard Branson was born July 18, 1950, in London, England. He is a businessman, author of many books, and is one of just a few hundred people who have been to space. More on the why of that a little bit later. But space, as I've come to find out, is... Defined a little bit differently, depending on who you who you ask. The FAI, or International Aeronautic Federation, it is a French name that I will not attempt to pronounce on this podcast for the benefit of all parties. But they, the FAI, define space as anything that is a hundred kilometers above the Earth's surface. And for those of you that are not metric type folks, that is 62 miles above the Earth's surface. For comparison. When you are on an aircraft that flies at about thirty thousand feet above the Earth's surface, you are hovering right around six miles, between five and six miles, above the Earth's surface. So, significantly more, uh, ten times more, in fact, to get to where you would where you would be considered by the FAI to be in space. Now, the U.S. Department of Defense has a slightly different definition. They define it as anything eighty kilometers. Or 50 miles above the Earth's surface. And that makes certain, uh, a slightly larger group of people eligible, not significantly larger, but slightly larger group of people eligible to be considered to have visited space. So as of the recording of this podcast, there are somewhere between 570 and 590 ish people have been to space, and Branson being one of the most recent. Now, Branson's career tracks an interesting. Um, trajectory, and I think it's worth taking a a little bit of time here because it informs how we get to him being in space. And that is, of course, where this quote for today was said, and it is one of our more recent quotes that we've done on this from quote to podcast uh, historically. So, Branson's early career aspirations began when he was just 16 years old. He published a magazine that he called Student, Prior to that, he had tried to sell Christmas trees and and even pet parakeets. Neither of those had panned out, and so he started this, this publication and eventually ended up selling that. But he used the money that he raised, starting again at the age of 16, to open a record shop. And of course, that record shop grew into what we know as Virgin Records, and he and his co-founder named it Virgin Records because they were both new in the business, right? So a very on-the-nose type of type of business name, but it would go on to continue for decades and still exists today. Not Virgin Records, but the Virgin business enterprise that, as you'll see, encompasses many, many different business areas. And what made Virgin Records so interesting is that they were willing to sign bands that were not as acceptable socially or not quite as popular, more of what we would consider to be indie or independent bands at the time. Names like the Sex Pistols, Rolling Stones, Peter Gabriel, UB-40, Steve Winwood, and Culture Club, all signed with Virgin Records at one point or another. And from the success of that, in the early 1980s, with a, a, a decent amount of money in his pocket, a decent amount of wealth accumulated at that point. Again, we're talking about somebody who at this point is just 30 years old or just into their 30s. He started up uh, a company that would then become called or that would then be named Virgin Atlantic. And the story of Virgin Atlantic is interesting and you can almost see how how you would get there. But apparently, as the story goes, Richard Branson was out and about And had a flight, he was on some type of travel, holiday, work, something or other, had a flight get cancelled. And being the problem solver, entrepreneur that he was, with valuable time, not to be wasted, he chartered his own plane. Now of course that's a luxury that many of us will never be able to afford, but he chartered his own plane. And call it a stroke of genius, call it an act of kindness, it's probably a combination of the two he offered to allow people to fly with him on his chartered flight that had also been stranded by the same flight that he had been stranded by. And he charged them a very modest, I believe it was $39 or 39 pounds, something along those lines, to join him on his flight. And from that, realized that there was a potential way to make money here and created Virgin Atlantic. And, of course, Virgin Atlantic still exists to this day. You can still fly on Virgin aircraft. And at the same time, he created uh, Virgin Cargo and also um, Virgin Holiday, which we, we in America call holidays vacations, but a lot of Europe calls them holidays. Uh, so Virgin Holidays was a travel service, a booking service that he created in addition to. So if you're keeping track at home now, we have a magazine, we have a record label, we now have two different air two different airlines, Virgin Atlantic and Virgin Cargo, and a travel and leisure booking service called Virgin Holiday. From there, he founded many other businesses under the Virgin business empire. He founded Virgin Express, which was an airline that he acquired based out of Belgium. He acquired, or he stood up the Virgin Rail Group. Of course, Virgin Mobile, the mobile carrier. Virgin Blue, which is now Virgin Australia, and also, of course, Virgin Galactic, which is the part of the origin story of today's quote. He also founded Virgin Comics, Virgin Animation, and many, many more. He touched on a number of areas. And then, of course, most recently in July of this year, in July of 2021, he visited space very briefly and became the first founder of a space company to do so. Now, of course, he was followed shortly thereafter by Jeff Bezos, who flew not not long after Richard Branson did, but Richard Branson was indeed the first, and he did so on a Virgin Galactic aircraft as part of a hopeful business venture to commercialize travel to space. And if Richard Branson's success in those other areas is any indication, I would fully expect to see Virgin Galactic as one of the carriers that ferries people to space the same way that Virgin Atlantic ferries people between various airports. So we'll go through the quote one more time. I'm going to let you listen to it. And remember, this is recorded in space. And this quote is spoken, of course, inside the vehicle which he has reached space. And he is in the the video sitting in a chair strapped into a harness. There are a couple of people around him that are floating around in the near zero gravity uh, environment that they find themselves in. And they are he is he's speaking to many people. He's speaking to every dreamer. So here's the quote one more time. Think about that. Imagine. If you haven't seen the video yet, you may have. You probably have. Who knows? But if you haven't seen the video yet, imagine Richard Branson in his 70s sitting strapped into a vehicle for a company that he founded, floating in space, and he turns and he looks out the window and he says the following.
1: To so all you kids down there, I was once a child with a dream looking up to the stars now i'm an adult in a spaceship with lots of other wonderful adults looking down to our beautiful beautiful earth to so the next generation of dreamers if we can do this just imagine what you can do Yay.
0: and i mean I, I couldn't help as i was researching this episode come to feel like this was almost some kind of cartoon or fairy tale kind of story when it comes to Richard Branson. I mean, it starts with a small publication. 16-year-old founds this tiny magazine called Student and eventually leverages that into one company, which builds into another company, which expands into this company and takes on that company and grows and grows and grows. And you go from a small 16-year-old-run business distributing magazines via mail order to people to a 70 year old flying in space and he wasn't just flying in space as a passenger right that's not the that wasn't the point because there have been people for a long time that have been able to buy their way into space we've had people go to the international space station and various other space flights just based on dollars earned in some other area but this is a billionaire who the billion counts. The billion helps, of course. But this is a billionaire who founded the company that built this ship that did this. That's no small feat. And of course, to go from a 16-year-old publishing a mail-order magazine to being in space by the age of 70, 71, is, is pretty impressive. And that's a pretty wild ride for somebody in their 70s. So of course, while this while this quote is, uh, is brief, I think it's somewhat profound. It really does speak to the capacity that we have to achieve our dreams if we just put our minds to it. You know, there's definitely something to that. There's definitely something to be admired from somebody who is not just saying the words because they earned their billions based on X, Y, or Z, but instead somebody who has actually worked their way to the point where they have created their own ability to do this. So yes, again, he's a billionaire, which certainly helps. It leads to a type of security that most of us cannot even fathom. But at the same time, it also lends some credibility to a quote like this when he says, I was a young child with a dream, looking up at the sky. And now he's in the sky, looking down at the earth. I mean, that's that's fascinating. That, Regardless of what your personal opinions are of Richard Branson, and don't get me wrong, I am not trying to create a, a hero out of the man. He is not without his controversies. And I'm sure my British listeners have a probably more well-informed and potentially stronger opinion of him one way or the other than I do. I just simply don't know a lot about the man, aside from the research that I've done and the name recognition that comes with being Richard Branson. I've probably heard an interview or two with him prior to beginning research for this episode. But if you are a British listener, I'd be curious to know what your thoughts are. What is the general consensus? What do people think of... Richard Branson. I know what people think of Steve Jobs and Jeff Bezos and various billionaires here, the Warren Buffetts of the United States, right? Those types of folks. But I don't necessarily, other than the fact that he is a billionaire and has a cell phone plan and a bunch of airplanes with the word virgin in big white letters spray painted on them, know a whole lot about Richard Branson. So if you do, I'd be interested to hear what your what your thoughts are on the man. And he's been accused, as I'm sure all wealthy people have, of some form of tax evasion. So he's been accused of that, just to be just to be full disclosure here. He's also been accused of sexual assault, and there are others as well. Um, he's come under some criticism for his support of SeaWorld and, and, and other things of that nature. But again, I think some of those are just simply a result of, um, are just simply a result of, being a billionaire. If you are a billionaire, you are almost certainly to come under some form of scrutiny at some point along the way. And I'm not here to judge that, because as I've said before, that doesn't much matter to me. What matters to me are the words that he spoke. And of course, the trajectory of a life matters, and the person taken on the whole is significant. However, that does not mean that just because someone lives an imperfect life of some kind, that they cannot utter right or or publish words of profundity at some point during that imperfect life. We just got done going through a series about Benjamin Franklin, and I talked about how imperfect he was in the pursuit of moral perfection. Those quotes were based around moral perfection, and the very person who penned those words fell short of that moral perfection. If we were therefore to say, those words have no value, those words shall be lost to history, and we won't even consider them, then we would be doing ourselves a disservice. So to hear, even if Richard Branson is an imperfect person, which we all are. And even if along the way, he has evaded taxes or taken advantage of people financially, um, even if he has allegations of sexual assault which are founded and are and he' found guilty of, that does not remove the value of the words that were spoken on that day in July of 2021 when Richard Branson reached space. Because he was talking to young dreamers, he was talking to those who would pursue things that others might say you'll never achieve. Richard Branson grew up uh, with with dyslexia, and he had a he had some naysayers along the way. But look at him now, floating in space, enjoying the fruits of a lifelong pursuit as a businessman as it is with with many and varied interests certainly something to be admired and something to be thought about so as i've said before we're all imperfect and we can all utter and pen valuable words even if we are imperfect vessels if our threshold is full life perfection then we'd be left with no podcast episodes Every person I've ever done an episode on, every person I ever will do an episode on was imperfect. So, take the imperfections, weigh them, but also consider that everybody is capable of moments such as these where they make a profound statement that is of value. And if you discard everything else about the man and just can't stomach the personality, the attitude, the air, if if that's even the case... I'd ask you to consider the words as standalone. What do they mean to you? Do they inspire you to greatness? Because I think that's what Richard Branson would have wanted with those words. Clearly he was speaking to a generation of dreamers. People with grand ideas beyond their current station. And saying to them, you may be just the founder of a small magazine. But so was I. And now I'm in space. And he said, if my generation can achieve this, he was born before anyone had landed on the moon. Remember, 1950 is long before the first person stepped foot on the moon at the end of the 1960s. He was born before somebody stepped foot on the moon. And now as an adult, he's floating in space. So the horizons are limitless. His point at the very end of his quote, if I can do this, if we can do this, imagine what you can do. So as we depart today, think about that. Where are you, and what do you want to do? Because the horizons are limitless. If you're willing to push, and you're willing to work, and you're willing to strive, and you're willing to struggle, you too can achieve great things. And I hope that you do. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome your feedback and thanks as always for listening.